So this is what I've been wanting to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Uh, so He-Man is on Netflix, and so I have been watching He-Man because it's He-Man, He-Man. and this I want to watch been, it. So I've been watching She-Ra. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is that the question? I, yes. <laughs> I loved He-Man as a kid, and I still love it here as an adult. <laughs> what is happening? Is the conflict? No, not that. <laughs> they... I know it's like an alternate universe because they talk about like Earth being on an alternate plane, but like mm-hmm. they're using swords and mm-hmm. are all dressed like barbarians, mm-hmm. but they have like hovercraft with lasers on them. I'm just very confused by the <laughs> dichotomy of the technologies that is <laughs> He-Man because it so, implies to you that they do not have air conditioning. No, but do have lightsabers. <laughs> well, they don't need air conditioning. They don't wear enough clothing. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Hey, Dan, what are we talking about today? Matilda. Matilda? Yeah, we're going to talk about Matilda. Um, So specifically, it's just kind of about the whole thing, but I've got a couple of estate planning things to talk about, a couple of like crime things to talk about because that's what we do. Crime. Um, And a couple related to that of like car shenanigans to talk about. Um, which we'll go through and do plot and ratings on this one since we did it on Harry Potter because, come on, you guys Because Harry Potter, you heard um, it enough. So that hopefully I'll tie it together if you haven't seen Matilda in a while, which I had not. And I did you forgotten. watch it? I did because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of Megan's favorites and I really liked it. Your smile, like when you said you did, like your yeah. whole face lit up. It's just such a joyful movie, even when the well, sad and scary nasty parts. <laughs> other than the fact that Roald Dahl just really hates adults. children. <laughs> He was a misanthrope of the highest variety. I would argue he hates adults. I mean, oh, he thinks all adults are stupid, and in his books, and uh, kids are clever, but they're often like nasty little twits too. That's fair. And uh, as a person in his life, he was not nice to either adults nor kids. Not, I believe. I just like in this one, like there are there's one nice adult. Even like people who are working for the government who are supposed to be helpful, yeah, are not. Nope. I mean. So. Sidebar. Go on. <laughs> I read a very convincing thing uh, on the internet the other day <laughs> about why Violet uh, kind of got uh, the chocolate factory stolen from her. And it basically made the case that, like, Willy Wonka, like, tricks her into doing her punishment, but she is otherwise, like, the better fit to be, like, the. Well, she's the certainly more business minded. Candy magnet, yeah. Um,. And that, like, when you actually compare it to, like, the sin that Charlie does, is like, is just, it's a complete and utter bullshit that... He does offer the gum to her, kind of. Yeah. He, like, stirs it up to her on a platter. And it's, like... Yeah, it's that, it's think about it. he says, unhandled. try this great gum that we have. And admittedly, she's kind of a shit about it. She's like, I'll be the judge of that. But, like, yeah. if someone offers me a free sample at Jewel, I don't expect them to be like, now get out, if you monster. If someone <laughs> offers you a Hershey kiss at Hershey Park, you're gonna take it. Yeah, <laughs> she, he's, like, holding it in front of her face, like, at eye level, and all the other kids, like, go behind a stanchion of some kind and in order to get to their thing. Fucking like, gum, like, chewing wizard. So, like, right. this little shit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, so, yeah, just a further conspiracy for our least favorite movie. He trespasses into an off-limits room. Could have been chopped into meat bits. At, mm-hmm. And then just drinks something unknown to him. And yeah, really, they tell you not to do that in grade school. Yeah, <laughs> instead of being told, this is a gum and here's exactly what it does. Doesn't that sound fun? Oh, and here we it is. We haven't figured right out all the fiddly here. bits. But it's wink, wink, certainly wink, wink, ready wink. for human trials. Yeah. Through this. <laughs> anyway, this has been our She's also like one of the only like one of the children who fails that I feel like gets out alive on the other side. Well, even if, if you... she's terribly disfigured, I think that she like. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the kids though, pretty sure they're dead. I mean, yeah. if you watch the end of the crappy Johnny Depp version, they all live, but Violet is a horrible like purple sea mm-hmm. monster, and she like is stretched. She looks like a character from like a so Japanese she horror the comic. There is no <laughs> world where you can convince me that Augustus makes it out of the factory. No, <laughs> Augustus doesn't. Augustus that. suffocates for sure. Uh, Mike TV is so small that he has the metabolism of a mouse and dies in two years. Lives, yeah, so. say, he lives at best another year. And then he gets eaten by a hawk. And then, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't have another eye on top Ver- of his head. Veruca Salt gets shot down into the garbage chute and they say they think that the fire is on down there. Yeah, there's, She's dead. There's definitely a crossover where the only thing that saves her maybe is Luke Skywalker. Charlie. Otherwise, that trash <laughs> compactor just. Yes. That's Charlie in the great civil lawsuit. <sighs> I think we talked about that in our that episode. Was the, that, that was the first of our episode. Was, yeah. <laughs> about how sued he would be. Oh, flashback. Maybe yeah. that's why Maybe that's why Wonka has to like set Violet up is because she maybe is like savvy enough to get a proper lawyer. Is that entrapment? Yeah. I might be. I, mean, I guess it's not if you're not a cop. I just like that. Like she took it. <laughs> he egged me, me on. She's he's liable though. Wonka, are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> are you a gum cop? A candy cop? You have candy to tell cop. me if you're a candy cop. You have to tell me if you're a candy cop. Anyway, they did the other movie we're talking about. Anyway, so now Ma- back to Matilda. Matilda. Um, whenever I hear the name Matilda, I think about there's this play called The Clean House, and in it there's a woman whose name looks like it is Matilda with an e at the end, but in the like pronunciation guide we struggle with this a lot in high school but it is somewhere between machuchka and machilgi how <laughs> you supposed to say it so can we first talk about how that is the worst pronunciation guide in the world if you're so- generally after pronunciation guides you're not supposed to go well it's somewhere between <laughs> we were very we were we were we struggled with it a lot I also think about that whenever I say the word chaotic because there was a class in high school. This is such a tangent. Uh, we were learning IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet, which mm-hmm. is great because you can just like read out loud in whatever accent it's written in. It's really cool. But we were trying to write out the word chaotic in IPA and we were all getting stuck on the what the ah sound would be in the middle. So for the entire class, we were sitting around going chaotic chaotic and now anytime i hear the word chaotic in my head i go chaotic (laughs) um but uh matilda let's talk about the plot sure i'll start please sounds like bliss should keep on talking (laughs) yeah keep on trucking uh matilda is the story of a little girl born into a very negligent family and she has special abilities that are unlocked by the power of reading uh, she and kind of and by neglect. stress. Yeah. And stress and neglect. Well, yeah, stress especially. Um, it's like when she gets angry and it's they, she gets put in this horrible school that like gives her many excuses and reasons to be angry, basically. In the book, I think that she just comes by her powers like 
that it's a thing she learns how to do one day. Like, you know how, like, it's you can teach yourself how to, like, move your little toe by itself. She, like, teaches herself how to do this. You can? I did. <laughs> if you'll all excuse me, I'll be back in a few hours. Is it too gross? <laughs> um, but in the in the movie, it is definitely fueled by the stress of her, like, asshole parents trying to tell her that reading is for stupids. Yeah. And um, she... Uh, I always thought it was her latent mutant X gene. <laughs> it's also that. <laughs> yeah. uh, she takes herself to the library when she's like three years old and starts to read like every book possible. Yeah. So she's uh, like incredibly aside, She is advanced. also supposedly like a like, genius with a G- capital G yeah. is what it's also implied. <laughs> well, so is Charles Xavier. So well, there you this, go. Is, this, this, is just, this entire episode is going to be Damon just like uh, figuring out how Matilda and Professor X are the same person. Okay I've not seen them in the also, same room. I would, <laughs> so. I would argue it's possible, but I would argue it's easier to assume she's Phoenix. I guess, but yeah, she's not like her, Phoenix. Well, her powers are Jean more Grey, telekinetic say, before, than before she gets She can't like before she gets minds. The becomes the host of an intergalactic super god. Right. Yeah. Like Matilda does. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one. Nothing in the movie is proven she's not. Matilda yeah. in the Great Glass Elevator. Um, <laughs> so... So Matilda uh, teaches herself how to read and then advocates for herself to go to school. Uh, and at school, she thinks she's going to finally be able to like learn and hang out with other kids. But the school is run by this woman named Madame Trunchbull, who is a bruiser of a woman who uh, punishes kids by putting them in this thing called the Chokey, which is an Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, but uh, it's like yes, a fucking Iron basically. Maiden. It is an Iron Maiden. Uh, for kids. <laughs> Not <in> French. <laughs> an Iron Maiden. For kids. <laughs> so it costs more. So it costs more, <laughs> and it's pink. Um, but um, Madame Trunchbull has a niece whose name is Miss Honey, and Miss Honey teaches the class that Matilda is in. Yes, and Miss Honey is lovely. And Miss Honey is lovely, and eventually, spoilers, Matilda winds up getting emancipated from her parents so that she can be ad- adopted by Miss Honey. Meanwhile, her parents are... S- are scammers. Her dad is a used car salesman and her mom spends money. Yeah. It seems like she, she bingo. bingo. Yeah. She bingo. <laughs> uh, and they're being watched at least in the movie, not in the book by the FBI. Yes. Uh, at least I think so. They, they are like, because the reason that, Oh, uh, and in the book, I just couldn't remember if they right. are she gets emancipated kind of under duress. They're like fleeing from the police and they're like, and come like, with I'm us. I'm not, not going with you. And she's like, they're like, we got to go now. And she's like, well, I want to stay with Miss honey. And they're like, you can't. And she's like, just sign the damn adoption papers. I printed them we'll, from the library. Yeah, we'll call this square. And they're like, all right, bye. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, uh, Matilda solves a decades-old murder and... Uh... <laughs> Just that little bit. Yeah, you find out... Ms. Somebody <laughs> forgot what the movie was about. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Miss Trunchbull uh, has like taken over Miss Honey's childhood home. So Miss Trunchbull is actually Miss Honey's aunt. Yes, um, and was her guardian for a while after her father died of a apparent suicide. Mysterious circumstances. Which, yeah, Miss Honey believes wasn't a suicide. She doesn't outright ever come out and say it was murder, but, like, I don't think it was suicide. And then they, like, Matilda uses her powers to make Miss Trunchbull think she's haunted and fly off the deep end. Yeah, she does leave. basically a, a Hamlet play. Right. And Trunchbull... Within a play. Go, yes. <laughs> and Trunchbull goes crazy and... Uh, flees. Flees. Basically. Or is at least flown out the window. Yes. Um, so I imagine we're talking more about Matilda's parents, though. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the car scheme, and we're going to talk a little bit about estate planning uh, as well. 
But awesome. before we do that, those exciting topics, folks. <laughs> do you want to do ratings? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this dummy forgot. Apparently, the central conflict of the movie. Um, <laughs> so, so what's your rating? So ten, ten and a half. 10 and a half. Uh, I was gonna say I was very fond of this movie as a child, but like uh, I said in our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode, that like I was aware of the Roald Dahl expanded universe, but was like <laughs> uh, not necessarily the Wizarding World of Roald Dahl. Yeah. The one where the Phoenix entity and Charlie battle it out. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, where does Colossus come all in this? Um, as a proxy of the reader, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, he, he's basically a, a blank mask, but doesn't doesn't diminish his character. Matilda's played um, by James McAvoy, and uh, <laughs> her dad is played by Michael Fassbender. No, uh, so that said, like I like didn't become as enthralled with it as either of you did. Um, but like, uh, it's really my I wife. enjoyed it. I, I just oh, want like rolled all. <laughs> Matilda was your wife. Yeah. Like, you loved it so much. <laughs> no, no, no. My wife has secret powers we've never told you about. Oh, mm. that explains a lot. Yeah. Honestly. How she gets so much like, done. I was going to say, like, how does she do it? Yeah. His magic powers. Um, but, so your rating. So put a number on I'm guessing I'm going to put myself at, like, a three. Really? That's it? Yeah. Okay. That's all. Like, I, you know, it's a thing that I, I was aware of, but, like, uh, I didn't, I never, I, I'm, case in point, like, I wasn't fully aware that they were all books until oh, really? very late in life, relatively, you know. I knew that James and the Giant Peach was a book because I read that one in school, but it never, like, crossed my mind that the other rolled doll things were books, mostly because I weren't aw- I was not aware that they were rolled doll things, so. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not going to go much higher. I'd give myself a four, maybe a five. Really? Um, I watched a couple times as a kid, but then I just, like, it didn't stick around in, around my house for whatever reason. So I didn't really watch it again until just recently. And that's the only reason I went a little higher is because I have a more recent adult-like memory of it now. But um, Dan I, also knows the central conflict of the movie. Right. So. <laughs> now, um, I will say I probably would have been right where Damon was, and then I would have given myself one more for watching it recently, and I'll give myself one more for being married to my wife. Who, <laughs> this is the one movie that she actually... like. I quote. I pretty much all of the things I say are quotes. This is like the one movie she quotes like that. That says a lot because that's not a thing Megan does. She always thinks of like it's when like she always thinks of that scene when certain things With happen. The pancakes. Yeah, exactly, and the cards flying around the room and everything. Did you totally forget there was a pancake scene? No, I remember all. That. Oh, okay. You see, like I remember all of like the magical bits and like all of that. I just have no sense of like plot and story. So sure, that's the fun parts. Yeah. Uh. So. My rating, uh, I grew up with Roald Dahl books like heavily featured in my house. Like my mom and I read James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory together, uh, which is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory wins a book. But um, I loved Matilda real hard. Not as much as I loved the BFG, but I loved Matilda real hard. And then the movie is one of my darling favorites because I just really liked the idea of movies that were like about like a little girl taking charge. Because I was a little girl and I really wanted to take charge. And uh, the power of reading was pretty powerful to me too. I also had a really big crush on the narrator voice that Danny DeVito had because it was just so warm and caring. It is weird that he like is both a central mean character and the warm narrator. Right? It's so nice though. Like, He's so nice. Sag minimum. How much would it have taken to pay? He was also the director. Yeah, I know. 
So like, this seems like maybe a pet project of his. I don't. I, I didn't do so. any like research into how this movie got made. And he did a great job. I just like I have no idea how this movie got made. It seems like maybe he there, had to put a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears into it. Clearly. Danny DeVito is one of the like best people in the world. There, I will say that without reservation. Well, like they like took Mara Wilson like during the production, basically, didn't they? Because yeah, her they parents were, were they were having a hard time. I don't remember why. Is either is that were, the woman who plays Matilda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like. After this, there's. I read some articles about how like acting screwed up her life at such a young mm-hmm. age. And she yeah, had, like, she some wrote a book about it. Stuff and some just some issues thereafter. She's a writer now and hmm. uh, does some other notable things that I just can't remember. But like, yeah, during the filming of this movie, her parents were having a really hard time, or they were stage parents. I can't remember which. I don't want to slander her parents. Libel, slander. Uh, slander's written. Libel's spoken. It's slander if you say it out loud. Slander. Uh, yeah, um, I think slander's spoken, libel's written. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but they were having such a hard time that Rio Perlman and Danny DeVito like took her in, basically, mm. and were like surrogate parents for a while. Danny DeVito was also like, just, uh, he is what you should aspire to as a white person trying to be like uh, woke and educated and an ally to other people. Like, to people who are not like you. Right. Um, he is all about like listening and learning and fostering discussions. And I think that he's just really cool. Just I did not know like all these things. About he's so Danny cool. Well, yeah. It's also that he spent 10 years being Frank on, it's always sunny. I love and it. it. It's like, it the problem is it's so like, it's very it. penguin, this, <laughs> Always sunny, just like the characters I've seen. Yeah, and you know, so I know that has you look nothing, like a weird little guy. <laughs> I know that has nothing to do with who he is in real life. It's just one of those, you know, your my dumb animal brain is like, if that's what I've seen, if that's the behaviors I've seen him do, that's who that's he who is. That's who he is. No, totally. I still feel like I don't have. Sometimes it. I think that's true. Yes, if I met absolutely. Randy Quaid in real life, I'd run the other way. If you met Randy <laughs> Quaid in real life, you did something wrong because you're in the Canadian wilderness, <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> being hunted by the Canadian government. <laughs> It's the only way you can meet Randy Quaid these days. I Is Randy Quaid Bigfoot? Oh my God, what if he's Bigfoot? He looks like he's slowly turning into a Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I'm just saying. What if if the, like, er... Bigfoot, like the original Bigfoot, was just another celebrity who, like, people were like, "What happened well, to them?" Randy Quaid hasn't lived forever. You know that time that Agatha Christie disappeared for like a week. <laughs> yeah. What if she was Bigfoot for a while? Coincidentally, what, as much what if as what if Randy Quaid did it? That's what I want. <laughs> Christie disappeared and Randy Quaid had something to do with it. It seems more likely. <laughs> yeah. What were you gonna say, Damon, about the movie? No, um, I was thinking uh, wistfully about if we have more to go back to uh, Christmas Vacation about in uh, future episodes. Yes, probably. Because I really considered, since we already have our Christmas ones lined up, but I really considered doing whether his bonus check would cover all the damage to his house. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm I would glad like you brought that. that movie up because now it. Literally, speaking of things that go in your head every time, <laughs> you talked about her mom doing bingo. Every time somebody says the word bingo, I think of him in that movie. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> right after he sleds down the whole hill and he like hits into that trash can. and just It's just a close-up of him looking at the camera just going, bingo. <laughs> no idea why it's in the movie. I can't think of... <laughs> I can't think of anything anymore without also thinking the blessing. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> just like a movie that I avoided for most of my life and now it will never leave me. 
Um, Every time Megan asks me if she's surprised, I go straight to, Meg, if I woke up with my head sewed to the carpet tomorrow, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I also do a lot of, can I get you anything? Uh, liquor, wine, take out, leave you for dead. <laughs> I don't know, Margo. Um... But Matilda. Not a Christmas episode. Not a Christmas episode. I'm just episode. reminding everybody. But we're getting, we're getting there. Close, yeah. yeah. Get ready. It's on the horizon. So the first thing I want to talk about, which isn't money based, but here we are. Can we talk about how <laughs> the Mat- very first thing that we we'll yeah. talk about this episode yeah. that's not money based. Well, can we talk about how Matilda becomes the most dangerous human alive? She must be stopped at all costs. This way, Matilda had a thing going. Like. Yeah, we decide to never address that. Like, I don't want to come down. Uh, on the wrong side of X-Men here, but I kind of get why they want him to register. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, the thing of it all. She, like... <laughs> thank God she's a child, because she frightens Trunchbull out. She could just snap her neck. Yeah. Like, yeah. a thought. Yeah. She could probably just like she's literally like matrix her brother throws a carrot at her she stops it and throws it back at him and, and it like it goes in his mouth killed him he, she could have sent that through his skull for all i know <laughs> what's the that's the thing we should do what's the velocity at which it takes for a baby carrot to go through human bone <laughs> same as everything else i imagine <laughs> um i'm so glad you're here <laughs> well this is why charles xavier like identifies them when their powers uh, emerge and then takes them under his wing. Yes, because you have to do that, otherwise they turn into super Hitlers. Wizard Hitlers. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Magneto is basically another, well, I guess, super anti-Hitler? I don't know, hard to say. Yeah, I mean, he's so anti-Hitler, he's Hitler Hitler again. Yeah. 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 Comes back around all the way back to Hitler. <laughs> uh, that does make me think that probably These poor Miss Honey is that like... just meet right here. And I'm <laughs> poking at the opposite. And they don't cover the... They, they don't cover don't the space underneath his mouth. Yeah. It's a mustache from like end of nose to see. end of lip. Yeah. All three of us are just <laughs> sticking our fingers underneath our noses where the mustache would start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that does make me think that poor Miss Honey is living in like a what's that like not Children of the Corn but the like the that Twilight Zone episode that's like everything's totally fine with like the Ron Howard one, the Ron Howard one yeah, yeah. where everybody's like be nice to Opie or he'll murder you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That is it. I mean, if once you find out Matilda has these powers, like at all times you have to realize like with a snap of her fingers you could die. I was gonna be. <laughs> I was gonna say it. Se- in my memory, it's so wistful, but everything that we bring up reminds me that, like, she kind of only utilizes them, like, as, like, self-defense or torment of others. No, like, she goes and gets, like, the candy for Miss Honey and the doll that Miss Honey grew up with that she can't have anymore. Oh, so she can only use them benevolently with people that she likes. Okay. And that's not true. <laughs> well, in the same way that I only say kind things to people well, I like. She's just a I nice mean, person, you know? Okay. Uh, um, but maybe it's like that thing of where, like, I can move my little toe independently of the rest of my toes. You can. But I can't, like, strangle a man with it. Like, maybe she's got limits, like, for how much she can do. It does mm, not I imply do not that she that. has limits. If anything, she's like, what, like, six in this say, yeah by the time this ends, she's like nine in theory she's only getting stronger just yeah. get her smoking stunt her a bit and then like you know that's yeah, literally the origin story for a super villain wait really like if anything <laughs> traumatic happens to miss honey like oh, this yeah. is the pathway if somebody to the... murders miss honey in four years 
she kills everyone of that belief system. Let's do the math. How likely is it that a single woman is going to be murdered? <laughs> In Please America? Don't look I don't that up. <laughs> You're not a single woman. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm a, I am a, a woman alone. I'm not like attached to another geez. woman. <laughs> yeah. You're not a conjoined. Yes, correct. Um, a single woman. <laughs> yeah. It says at the end of the movie, I don't know if it says at the end of the books, like, and Matilda never has to use her powers again or never uses her powers again because like her life is happy. And then it says, well, maybe in like kind of a slide whistle, like she takes a book off her shelf to read in bed with Miss Honey. But I'm like, you have superpowers. Are you going to tell me you never use them again? And they are trauma fueled. So if she has a nice rest of her life, you're right. Things are probably going to be okay. Yeah, you ever think she wakes up with the night terrors and just like punches a hole in her like through her house? That's a very Jean Grey thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super Jean Grey. It's like you, you have a night terror and everyone around you suffocates. <laughs> yeah, they all I mean, die. <laughs> I guess are you implying that like as her life gets better, her, she will get weaker then? Like possibly. It doesn't again. But if she movie... doesn't need it, you know, it's it's like how I can move my little toe independently <laughs> of the rest of my toes. But I don't need it, so get, go, come it's and goes. getting harder. Yeah. yeah. Right now I can do it. All I'm saying is Matilda is if you really right think about it, kind of a nightmare. Yeah, And, like, as Miss Honey, the responsibility you have taken on to raise this person to not murder people at will and from a distance. And she's such a nervous woman. Like, she doesn't need that in her life. Well, oh well. she got it. Mm. Hopefully everything's good for them. Seems like they should just stay very quiet. Uh, what? Other quick sidebar before we talk about money. Pachown? She makes a peanut butter and jelly out of one of those jars that has mixed peanut butter and jelly. And those are a travesty. <laughs> we used There's nothing to do with anything, but they're a travesty. <laughs> so my grandmother uh, used to live with us when I was a kid. And she was diabetic, but she used to insist on making peanut butter fudge. And to like stop her from doing that, <laughs> my mom tried all these different methods. And one of them was like to buy the squeezy tube peanut butter because my grandmother had like a busted arm and she couldn't like squeeze it. So we thought she totally could. She just leveraged it against the like Yeah, I was about to say, countertop. you didn't think your grandmother would know how to put it against a flat surface and press on it? She figured that out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a human adult with an IQ of better well, than 10. Well, it was like, a, it was, so the thing you really about it. You could do a fucking it, monkey, they'd figure out how to get the peanut butter <laughs> the out of the thing tube. About it Really was that the hole on the I'm like sure dispenser a could get that Dang. out of the tube. <laughs> the hole in the dispenser was very narrow. A snapping so my grandmother <laughs> used to like unscrew the lid, and then there would be like a bigger hole on the actual tube that she would squeeze it out of to get enough. If to only do your it grandmother with. didn't know how to unscrew tubes. Well, my dad fucking glued it down with super glue and tightened it as much as he could, and I watched my grandmother go crack and like open it with one hand. <laughs> But so yeah, or the, she like, took scissors and cut the end of the tube off. She didn't do that because she had to share it with the rest of us, and we would have known. Well, she can so, leave evidence. Yeah, <laughs> she did still leave evidence, but she had to like pretend she didn't. Uh, so my mom's Your next thing was to buy in. those. She was fucking diabetic. <laughs> so we buy those like those goober jars that are like yeah. mixed. And my grandmother would cut nasty. the peanut butter out. Well, she needed so it just her be toilet a wine star. <laughs> No, that's what she did with the jelly. It's just, just like, you just don't want your grandmother to die of a diabetic coma because of something that. you did. <laughs> and, I, and I agree. Oh, well, and clearly, you, be, you bringing peanut butter in the house <laughs> was the problem. The answer here is just stop buying peanut butter. Yeah. Well, eventually that's what happened, but it's like we were in prime make a peanut butter sandwich to go to school with age. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the goober thing makes me think of the like star of jelly that my grandmother <laughs> left in the jar. <laughs> 
a gross peanut butter fudge that would have made too. <laughs> I just wanted to say I hate those things, but I got a really enjoyable story out yeah, of it. Yeah, you're so you. <laughs> she would also deny it if we caught her doing it, but she wouldn't stop making it. She'd be like stirring it on the stovetop and be like, Grandma, are you making fudge right now? And she'd be like, no. <laughs> and then she would pour it on a plate and take it up to her room and eat the whole thing. And be like, Grandma, <laughs> she didn't share. That's what I was about to when there was a plate of fudge on the no, counter, she, who did she blame? She didn't share. But no, it just came. There'd be peanut I, butter on the counter because of the whole smooshy thing. I hate to tell you this, I may have figured out how your grandmother got the diabetes. <laughs> I think that very well could have been a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> a plate of fudge on a regular basis. May I'm just gonna say, to your grandmother's with... not here to defend herself, That's and true. I think that you're Rest just yourself. filling our ears with fake news. So. <laughs> uh, my mom and sister listen to this podcast, so I've got two confirm. corroborating witnesses. Okay, right. She also used to take our dog, I've told Dama this before, through the Dunkin' Donuts drive through every Tuesday and get a donut for herself and a donut for the dog. Our dog died of a heart attack. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's kind of funny in retrospect. <laughs> I don't know if I'll leave that in the podcast, but that was uh, that's a thing that happened also. <laughs> I mean, cause and effect is a thing. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk money. Let's talk money. Uh, Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is just the car scheme and what that winds up being. So the way this works, as you see in the movie, for those who don't remember the central conflict of the story, (laughs) uh, her father, I keep wanting to say it's Step, but it's actually not. No, they're legit. This is a classic, like, Step or evil aunt, but, like, it's just, Roald Dahl is just basically like, you are not what you come from. And well done. Yeah. Um... He, but also, all car salesmen are idiots. Yeah, he runs a used, an evil used car dealership where he like buys cars and like super glues the bumper back on, or like and rolls the odometer back. Right, fills the engine with sawdust, which I guess like helps it run briefly but not long term. I don't know if that's real science. But that's the yeah. argument they make in this film, right? Yeah, that yeah. sort of like stuff where you know, oh, it's only got forty thousand and it looks like it's in great shape, but it's actually got one hundred and ten. It's beat to hell. Yeah, he sells a car to the trench bowl. He does, and she's not happy about it. No, she carries she it home, basically. It yeah, <laughs> she takes it out on Matilda. Um, when she could have just had Matilda carry it with her fucking mind powers. <laughs> really, you just need to make friends with the savant child. With the, the genius uh, who can move things with her mind. Anywho, so he comes home one day. And t- like This is like a scene that's used to show Matilda's brilliance, but he gives the prices of four cars that he sold and what he had bought them for and what he had made in that day. And it turns out that he made $10,265 in a day. Is that the math that Matilda does? Yes. Yeah. And it checks out. They say all the numbers, so I checked it, but I, I figured it would kind of be kid. a bad, <laughs> well, the, the bad one movie thing. doing to be like, she's a genius, but maybe not good with quick she math. She can't do math. <laughs> um, that being said, I want your guy's opinion on, because he comes home like that is a red letter day. But if he were to do that every day for a year, he makes $3.6, $3.7 million Whoa. in 1990s money. Whoa. Which, which is the equivalent of about $6 million today. I so can't like imagine. This scheme, like, I, I can't imagine either, and I'd be happy to like talk through a more legit potential number. But dang. But there might be a reason the feds are on to him. If he's making... Three to six million, well, three million of, <clears throat> they're almost four, six million in today of, like, illegal profits. Don't do a crime. Don't do a crime. But I 
you know, you might be right because I think about how like if you fuck up with your taxes, if it's a small fuck up, you're not very likely to get caught. Mm-hmm. But if it's a very big fuck up, then the government's like, wait a second, hold on a minute. Yeah. And I don't imagine that like if he wasn't doing this regularly, that they like wouldn't be onto them. But they don't have like a crazy spectacular house or like yeah. crazy like. And they do. They do say he's got money in banks all over the world. Okay. But like, yeah, this is my other and reason they kind for of don't buy do a whatever. crime. Like, if you do a crime and you don't feel like you can spend that money, then what's the point of what's having What's the point it? of a crime? Yeah. Do regular, normal, like, <laughs> capitalism business, and you're just, yeah. uh, that'll be enough. There are plenty of things that should be crimes that are totally legal that yeah. you can do. Do those things. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Be a CEO. Pay yourself 50 <laughs> times what you pay an average employee. Please just don't. <laughs> skip it. Don't do a non-crime. Do uh, nice things. Is he also a, a car salesman in the book? Yes, or I believe that is what his job is, is in the book. The same, but it's not a like his par- her parents in the book are like just if I'm remembering right, and it's like been like twenty years since I've read the book, but they're like they're like a source for her to be like she's on her own, and like they don't bug her very much. They're eaten by rhinoceros, and the they're not <laughs> eaten by rhinoceros. Although I chapter. imagine that traumatized you real hard when you were yes, little. Yes, it did. Yeah, I was a very nervous child. That you got fucking superpowers. <laughs> huh? Uh, no. No, no. But just you, anxiety. I can use my little toe on my own foot by itself. <laughs> yeah, and I sometimes my superpowers to rip that toe off. <laughs> I used to be able to do it with both feet, but I can only do it. With oh, the right I used one to be one. able to raise, raise, raise both eyebrows, but now I can only raise one. Sometimes like, I just get very time, nervous. To be clear. I can raise them both at the same time. <laughs> you just did. I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> like your face is partially paralyzed? <laughs> did you? Have yeah, a I had stroke? a stroke. <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't make jokes don't about joke strokes. About, don't joke about strokes. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> we interrupted Damon, Damon saying something. Do you remember what that was, buddy? No. Um, <laughs> I was trying to say that um, my childhood trauma only gave me uh, a slight nervousness when I think about the future. Um, <laughs> which is a superpower in and Which of is itself. a superpower in and of itself. That <laughs> it just allows me to stop doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, curl into a yeah. ball and cease to be yeah. a functioning member of society. <clears throat> uh, That's a very good joke. I was wondering <laughs> if this is like a um, if this is like a problem with aesthetic and like Danny DeVito just like kind of dressed it up as they are this uh, kind of like sleazy family when in like Roll Dolls reality, like maybe they are like a little more just like opulently terrible. In a certain way? Uh, I think in, like, Royal Dolls reality, they are probably more, like, trashy folk. because garbage. Like, okay. Because he, he's that famous quote of, like, if you are pretty on the inside, you'll, like, it'll shine out of you and you'll look beautiful. But if you're, like, from the book, The Twits, um, actually, which is one of my favorites, um, they're ugly on the outside because they're ugly on the inside. Which is, like, actually not a good so moral. Ugly, they disappear or something, right? They... Uh, yeah, what it is is they, like, make each other shrink somehow. Yeah, whatever. I get, yeah. But they do disappear. Yes, and yeah. it's a terrible moral, because it's implying every beautiful person you see is good. It's and nice every, on the inside. Yeah, and every yeah. ugly person you see yeah. is inherently evil on the inside. I think inside. I get what he was and trying to say. And if they're wealthy, they must just be smart. So. I get right. what you are trying to say, but you need to add a little bit less literal Yeah, be a little more nuanced. Because yeah. it definitely just sounds like, oh, that person's ugly. Yeah. What a Your magical person. realism isn't. Isn't coming through quite right. Like in practice, that could not. Be and in like nice. a book where people get like smaller and smaller and smaller because they're mean, like that it comes through as a metaphor. It doesn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. come through if you just say 
Yeah, no, ugly people on the outside are ugly on the inside. They're ugly on the outside because they're ugly on the inside. It's like, there's a way to Man, say it, though. I'm just ugly. Where, like, you could be, like, not pretty, but because you're pretty on the inside, it shines out of you and looks so You nice. don't have to defend this man. He's, He's wealthy not, and, and dead. And very dead. So. <laughs> Super dead. Um, anyway, but the what was the larger point that I was making there? Oh, they might be living, I feel like they are living, like, trashy, um like style like they have bad taste but they are spending a lot of money on what they have oh okay like they eat tv dinners pretty much all the time which yeah. is like not an inherently expensive thing to do except if you think about if you make your own meals they are generally less expensive they have like a tiny tv although when is the book set the book is set whenever it was written i think so sometime in the 80s okay but the, even then, the like, movie is a set little in the 90s yeah. but even still like their tv i was watching it and i was like oh this is like a thing set in the 60s and i was like no, they just nope. have a really tiny, shitty TV. Yeah, and it's TV a little, like, way, out but... of time, I think, because of the way that everybody's, like... I mean, Miss Honey is wearing, is like, a super 90s sundress, but, like, everybody else is kind of, like, yeah. wherever in time. Yeah. Uh, in the way that, like, I think kids' things can be. Yeah, I agree. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would say that they probably are living a rather opulent lifestyle with shitty taste. Okay. I think that's what it is. I think, yes, they don't really have anything nice, but I think they have everything they want. Just mm -hmm. what they want is kind of not that good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like he'd be the kind of guy to buy a, a big old boat. Yeah. A dumb big old boat with a gross name. But he'll need it because he flees to Guam. He does flee to Guam. Which... That's still in the United States. Yes. I was going to say, that was the next piece I wanted to bring up. They flee to Guam. To a United States territory. It is territory. a U.S. territory. It doesn't even have extradition because it's it not extraditing. It's, I mean, I guess technically states have extradition to other states, but you get the idea. Like, it's, yeah, you wouldn't have to. If this is a federal crime, which it is, <laughs> if the FBI is involved, then guess what? Guam is not going to... I mean, I guess the idea is they go into hiding, I'm sure, but, like, there are places you can't get extra extradited. Guam is not Guam one is of not them. Guam is not one of them. Uh, so the crime that he is doing is just, like, car fraud? Yeah, just fraud. Basic go fraud. plain old fraud. Yep. You Nothing feel like... I wouldn't be surprised if, part, if we are still trying to eliminate some of that income that he's having. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there are other endeavors that maybe his money is tied up in. That's very possible. You know. The other thing is, again, this seems like a red letter day, and I did this for 360 days a year. Which you don't work 365 days a year. Right. I yeah. did 360, but yes, you wouldn't do 360 even to begin with. And The business be... might be open if he's not running it all You himself. get the impression he's doing most of it just because he doesn't want a lot of accomplices, but yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah, you don't really see anybody else working there. But, like, again, so I'd be fine adjusting numbers but either way it seems like it's a fairly i mean even if he's making two grand a day for i would also wonder if he's just kind of stingy days a, oh i need to add we're also assuming that, that that business has no overhead yeah he does which, have to get the cars yeah. somehow well, well like, this is profit because he says from what, the river he says what he buys them for and what oh he sells yeah them for, that's right profit but yes there's presumably like either renting rental. or owning the land he's on and paying the utilities and yada yada blah 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 but like even if it makes two grand a day for 280 days a year, that's still 560 bucks a year. Wait a minute, Dan. 560,000. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, given Which like... is the equivalent of like a million in today's money, 900,000 in today's money. Shoot. Wow. The exchange, their exchange rate between times. Uh, the, uh, rate of inflation is nuts. 
That's so nuts. I know, it's like 20, 30 30 years years. ago. Oh, God, I'm old. And my money is not. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is that works for you the other way with compound interest. Good. Invest your money! Uh, So... So there's that. Uh, The other thing, just for what it's worth for people, uh, adoption papers need to be notarized in almost every state, so this that did didn't work not out. work. <laughs> that was uh, not legal. Unless she gets a notary to like do an illegal thing. might work in the long say, term. Can she notarize it herself? No. Okay. She you a notary? cannot notarize anything that you Matilda is almost in. certainly a notary. Like, let's <laughs> She's be, probably although a notary. she could just float a notary stamp out of an office and stamp it and then float it back in, I suppose. Again, a crime. Because she has fucking unbelievable powers. Of notary. Yeah. <laughs> she has... Scary notary powers. Uh, the other thing is, in theory, this actually might work out in the long term because she would go to a relative, but if she doesn't have any relatives, then in theory she'd be put in the state system. And if someone not really... Like, if you guys had kids, you died, let's say you had no family, and I came forward and said I was good friends of theirs, I want to take care of their kid, I can prove that I have the means and the capacity. Aww. In theory, they'll let you... I mean, it's no different than an adoption, right? You can just yeah. like, pick your kid if there's someone in your life who is, in theory, good there, to you. And that kid is going um, to be put into an adoption system anyway. Right, and and yeah, you can reasonably show that you were no worse of an option than who they randomly put you with anyway. They'll, they prefer to put you with someone who you already know and are... And at this age, they'd probably let her... Like, help Have pick. an opinion. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, her, it's not her opinion isn't law. The judge would ultimately be the one to decide, but you're three they just see whether it's a good thing but if you're 10 they say do you want to go with this person if you say no that weighs or if you say yes i do that that also weighs so okay oh matilda so it'd take longer but i'm not really worried about her being temporarily in foster care seeing as she can control objects with her mind <laughs> she'll be like don't know if you don't want to notarize yet. this fine i'll do it myself and she like snatches the notary stamp out of his hand i'd like to go with miss honey i'm sorry honey the judge ruled not which judge? Because I'll have a new one tomorrow <laughs> when knuckles. this one winds up face down in a river. <laughs> That's right. With no marks on him. <laughs> Can't prove it was me. I was never there. <laughs> um, How far away do her powers extend? Because she can definitely do it through the window, but it's kind of weaker. Yeah, you get the impression it's line of sight, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. She's only getting stronger. I was going to say, you need to watch out because if she can do it with like with a reasonable alibi. Although she like actually Why are we talking about her murdering judges? It might be further because at some point she takes the picture that Trunchbull put over the fireplace off the wall and brings down the picture of Miss Honey's dad and puts it on the wall and she is and not she in see. the house. Yeah. So like she's near the house, but she doesn't have line of sight that whole way. So she as long just has as to she's... know where those things are. Yeah. So and she might be able to be and like... And hope it works out, because that message that she sends is a lot different if she sticks, like, a stuffed animal dog on the wall instead. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, I don't really know what that... I'm, I'm still scared. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, but I'm still scared. Help me help you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do what you say, celestial being. However, I'm a little bit turned around. I super believe in whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need a little clarification. Whoops, whoops, nope, not that one. <laughs> Ooh, I screwed it up. <laughs> Don't look over here. <laughs> so that's one. Okay. That's one money part. One money um, down. Yes. The second money part, or the kind of money part, and I'm going to call it money adjacent because it's personal finance adjacent, Yeah. 
is what the shit happened in <laughs> the estate planning here. Wasn't there a faked will? It doesn't. Did that not come oh, up? Oh, it's not in the movie. Maybe that's what happened in the book. In the book? I am not sure that Trunchbull and Miss Honey are related. Either way, then. That's what I'm saying. Like, So even if they're related in theory in the movie, if there was a fake will, which I watched it pretty closely, I don't think they talked about. Okay. In theory, it makes sense that Trunchbull gets the stuff because she would, as a close relative, probably be appointed... Excuse me, and a close relative who was living with her probably be appointed guardian. But wouldn't it be like in trust for Miss Honey? That's the thing. Is okay. it should, even if it, there's no will. If the will says it goes to her, then yes, it absolutely would go to Miss Honey, and Miss Trunchbull would just like have caretaker responsibilities, basically. Okay. But even if there wasn't a will, in theory, through probate, generally the first person it goes to is your kids. Oh. The assumed is well, the assumed is your spouse, then your kids. Okay. So sure. you're survived by your spouse, it all goes to your spouse. And then if you're not survived by your spouse, it all goes to your kids. And if you're not survived by your kids, that's when they start looking then it can for go aunts, to your evil sister, uncles, whatever, sure. you know, siblings, all that sort of stuff. So in theory, as soon as Miss Honey turned 18, she should have just been able to walk up to the courts and be like, give me my shit. And like, even if Trunchbull spent all of the money... The house should still be hers. Do you think that that is more of an emotional weakness on Miss Honey's part, that she never felt like she had the authority to go get the cops involved? Almost certainly. I I'm imagine. guessing. And by the way, <laughs> not cops. Like I'd get the cops involved. That's fine. It would be like <laughs> I'm a, a the very police. dry, like, this would be like a, a lawyer in a court yeah. system. But <clears throat> I guess that's fine. Probably just be less like, exciting. What are you called... <laughs> I was. I want to call the cops. Like, yeah, you, you call can. the cops and say, be like, "I have an estate planning dear, emergency dear here." Dear Mr. Well, police, could you please direct me to the closest now, estate lawyer? Now, if Trunchbull refuses to leave, then you could call an honor for trespass. I was going to say, would that be squatting? Because can you can you remove squatters? Uh, yes, it's difficult. It's a whole thing, but I don't think this would technically be considered squatters' rights because she was legally able to be there until she wasn't. Like, I think the clock would start over when she like. Yeah, you know I mean, was like, it's not, not trespassing mm-hmm. for me to go in a building. A bank branch today, mm-hmm. but if the bank branch closes and it's been shuttered for a year, then it's illegal for me to go in it. You know what I mean? Like, How long do you have to squat in a place before you have squatters' rights? I do not know. I think it depends on the state. Okay, not that I'm planning on yeah. because as soon as I'm you, I'm pretty like, sure you have it here. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> squatters' rights. Yes. Okay. Good, because I haven't paid rent in years. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just part of the reason why our landlord won't fix things. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, the only thing I can think of is maybe because Miss Trunchbull is also her employer. Maybe. Maybe Miss Honey doesn't ha- make enough to pay the property taxes on the property. So, so Trunchbull in- basically just says, if you force me to give it back, you'll lose it. So, so instead, this way, it's not sold. It stays in the family. But, like, that's implying, A, that she can't pay the property taxes, which, assuming the mortgage is sold off because or paid off because her dad seemingly owned it. I mean, she's it in, like, very her wealthy. 20s, and yeah. he was a doctor, and and her dad has been dead for a long time, it seems like. So, like, it seems like it would be. It, it would shock me if she's not able to pay the property taxes. Because, like, even... In Chicago, like my property taxes are a small portion of my bill. They're much more than I want them to be, and sure. much more than they would be in many other places in the world. But like, 
I don't know. Mm. I'm just I'm doing this. Out yeah, loud. I'm trying to I'm think just... about like what what would be why why all this would be happening. My only my only other <clears> thought <throat> is that actually Miss Honey's only seventeen. <laughs> like what? Well, that is another reason that what adoption if she's a teenager? papers will not <laughs> be okay. Why? You can't have a and child. Also, watch she'll a child? lose her job. <laughs> Um, I still think it's an emotional abuse angle. I think like, well, ultimately right. is like, cause theoretically Miss Honey could live in that house with Trunch. I was she just say, like, chooses not to. We're also like, again, at this point in theory, it's hers. Right. But I mean, like she could live there. Like and she, it's implied like, she did for a while. Yeah. Like emotionally yeah. she could and live she with Trunch. She moved Trunchbull. out when she was an adult and able to move out. And she and bought that little just, cottage. Right. And never pressed the issue on, getting her own house back. And they live in that cottage even after Trunchbull like leaves. Do you think they just sell the house? Do they? Yeah, they're like in the aren't they? Oh. There's the only world. like one scene after there's like a I montage of happiness after <laughs> like the she gets adopted in the movie and then it's over. My brain has always said that they lived in that little cottage that she had cuz it's sweet and quaint. Okay, they definitely yeah. keep using you see her like serving her tea in that main room. So I guess you probably are right. They live in the cottage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's probably like uh, Trunchbull was like, well, I'm obviously going to take care of the estate. And then it was such emotional abuse that Miss Honey was like, oh, well, the house isn't worth what the the, pain the and cost suffering. is. Yeah. I also think if you take it that we're seeing it from more or less Matilda's point of view, like that may have been a an element that was obscured from her perception of it. And it just seems like Trunchbull is mean to Miss Honey, you know, in a way that isn't. That's like normal Understood kid mean. from yeah, um, yeah. She's kind of mean to her, but not really understanding the depths of like the emotional damage. Yeah, a lot Which of that is crazy would be because subtextual. Matilda, if anybody could understand that, yeah, Matilda yeah. could. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird though, and this we're getting dark, but here's what we do. But like, eh, she can understand Nazis. abuse, but I think it's almost hard. It would be hard for not harder, but hard to understand that like years of abuse on yes. one hand because like she's had it her whole life. But also, like, six years versus Miss Honey seemingly had 15, 20 yeah. plus. And like, she's just such an opposite personality of Matilda. Like, Matilda's like, if you're going to neglect me, I'll just go take care of it myself. And Miss Honey, is like... Which I think is some of that is probably from when that ha- started happening. Yeah. Right? Wow. Like, if Miss Honey was... Miss Honey had a happy childhood. And assisted and, yeah, doted upon it, until she was 10, 11, 15... And or whatever. Miss Honey did not develop telekinesis in response to her abuse. <laughs> and, well, it seems like and she didn't get angry. She yeah. just got scared and sad. I'll yeah. go do it myself is a much better uh, response to have when if someone jumps me on the street, I can slit their throat from 30 paces <laughs> off. And you don't even have to look at them. <laughs> but just be careful that you didn't pick up like a dog instead of a knife. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I do think that like maybe this this story at least the movie's like thing is don't get mad get even but like getting mad will help you get even versus like getting sad and scared will make you go and move into a very delightful but definitely smaller uh house that you had to pay for yourself you know what i mean like the argument is there is no justice in the world unless you have fucking superpowers which I feel like ties us right back into X Men. I think it also fits the and the real world, the overall Roald Dahl philosophy on yeah. most yes. things as well. <laughs> children, children are fine if they are kind and exceptional and generally quiet. <laughs> yeah, adults are always dicks. Children are fine in that instance, and every other child deserves is to die. The child we should leave behind. 
definitely gets sent down the garbage chute to her fiery death. <laughs> oh. Some of them are just turned into weird purple tall mutant monsters. Well, that's fine. She's got a long career ahead of her as, as Grimace. A <laughs> I was going to say a tort attorney. Like, what do you There wasn't a lot of money stuff in this one, but no, that, that was, was what I basically delightful. had. I think There's so. A lot of world building in this one, I think, that we we did for Rolled Doll. For Rolled Doll. Yeah. In general. You're welcome, Rolled Doll. Beloved children's author, multi-millionaire Rich, dead, dead guy, <laughs> beloved yet kind of mean children's author. <laughs> All the best Man ones are, I guess. Yes, uh, I guess that's good. Do you want to talk about anything else? Want to say more Matilda things? You want to talk? Why more do they about... have water balloons oh. in their lunches? They At one point, is they're coordinated. Running? They talk are about they? it ahead of time. Oh. At one point, they're, like, running. That is not in the movie. But at one point, they're, like, running Miss Trunchbull out of town. And they start throwing, like, food out of their lunchboxes. I was like, yeah, I get it. Then they start throwing water balloons. I'm like, why do you have all of these? I bet that there is, like, I bet that Miss Honey has balloons in her, uh, like, secret sunshiny classroom. But these stash. are, like, kids come out of random classrooms. Well, that's just. Those are just delinquents. They're it's, filled with pee. <laughs> I think it's, like, that, like, mid-century trope of, like, chaotic children like the the teacher's drawer in a christmas story that's all full of like clattering teeth and whatnot yeah They're like children are just always prepared for ever an element of i had a set of clattering teeth and then i wear a mouth guard at night so it doesn't <laughs> happen anymore <laughs> no but i legit had a, like a clacky teeth thing it's not as entertaining as you'd think because you have to like you have to turn it, it up a lot to get it to clack across the floor and if you stick your finger in it it kind of hurts Yes. Also, what's the <laughs> what's the prank there? The prank like, is that you make a joke about like your teeth falling out of your head. Yeah, it's not a good. Like you prank. put it in your this mouth. This is like old timey prank where they were like hoop and stick is a great game for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is fun? Eating off these lead plates. <laughs> like, I'm complaining some time periods here. But yeah, everybody before TV had a shit life. We get it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It <laughs> like, like, yeah. Until until we had the internet, there wasn't anything fun. <laughs> you have to be in a specific room at a specific time to listen to something on the radio. You could go <laughs> like you could go to a movie theater to watch Bugs Bunny. That sounds fine, actually. But <laughs> like not Space Jam. Regular. It's still fine. Well, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. But it came before or after a newsreel about the war. <laughs> <laughs> that's less the fine. War, and Damon. sometimes they were racist cartoons, and we didn't have Whoopi Goldberg to tell us about how it was a different time. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TV, before TV and the internet, not much good. Not much good. Anyway, that's the moral of today's show. And with TV and the internet. Not much still, good. Yeah, still yeah. at best marginally Arguably better. maybe more bad <laughs> for as much more good. <laughs> anyway. I think a smaller amount of more vocal bad is the way I would... I would Use like a louder bad. small bad? Yeah, a louder but slightly smaller bad. I'd rather we just go back to hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> Damon's all about pantaloons. <laughs> That's a fun way to end. Now we're ending our podcast. We're all becoming Luddites, so no more recording. Yeah, so no more recording. Nope. I'm going to go burn the witch. And by that, I mean our technology. After I finish re-watching Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, don't you tell me to wrap it up. I'll tell you to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. Great timing. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. (laughs) I thought there was more there. (laughs) As always, thanks to our composer, Charlie Miller, for her music. Uh, Check her out at charliemiller.com and listen to her on Spotify until your ears explode. Uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, comments, rude remarks at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Keep it easy on the rude remarks. Um, people have been good about that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we rate single us. out the no one who has this, been mean to us. Yeah, no one. Cut it out. Um, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. And tell a whole bunch of people who haven't heard about our podcast about our podcast. We don't do all, we don't do any advertisements. We're kind of floating out here in the ether by ourselves. And while we're working on it, it would definitely be helpful if that was something you did for us. <laughs> we ask so very little of you. <laughs> we got some emails from people over the last couple episodes too. That yeah, were that was fun really nice. To read and respond to. So feel free to drop us a line about any old thing, but yeah. especially if you got anything you want to listen or hear about or whatever. It's always helpful to have some ideas, especially yeah. if it's something that like you would be excited to listen to because yeah. that's really why we make it. Yeah. I mean, to be heard and stuff. And my narcissistic personality. There it is. That's where I, I was like, I can't contribute to that. Your face you were making was like, Liz, be honest with the Dan. people. Dan does it for Dan. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got to say. Tell a whole bunch of people that you like our show and, uh, you know, in context so that it's not just like out of nowhere. Um, and just yell it at someone on the bus. Hey, hey, you know what? Make Believe like? Money podcast is good. <laughs> They'll be like, um. It's a good way to make sure they never listen. What's the podcast? Uh, thank you, and we'll see you next time on Make Believe Money. Okay, bye! Good night, and good luck. (laughs) The way you said that. Thank you. We've been making money.